0: Well, glad to see everybody. Nick, I will never I will never sound as good as you, but I
1: try. Oh, well, all right. I'm, I have a lot of strengths and weaknesses. And if sounding good is a strength, <laughs> I'll I'll take it cuz uh, there are much more complicated things that I'm not good at. Hey, Lauren.
2: Hello everyone. Good morning. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Are we all hanging in there, enjoying the heat, the humidity?
1: We are, but I would would like to conduct this episode entirely in French, if possible, to celebrate Alex's trip to Cannes.
2: I think that that's the only way to do it. I'm prepared.
1: Je m'appelle Nicolas, oui, oui. (laughs) (laughs) Je m'appelle, je m'appelle Alex. Mm -hmm. Oui. Yep. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Atanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. I lived in the French house at UVA for a semester where they required us to speak French the entire time we were in the house, which meant I spent as little time in that house as possible um, and ended up moving back into my fraternity house after only one semester.
0: So I got back from France and my, my cousin is now visiting and he's like, how was it? And I'm like, fantastic. And he's like, you know, I took seven years of French in school. And I was like, what, who, you? And he's like, yeah, he's like middle school and high school. Didn't you know? And I was like,
1: I mean, obviously not. Are there any particular languages that are better than others uh, for a career in tech, Alex? I know, so I spent five worthless years in Latin. Also, I could do well on the SAT. Did I do well on the SAT? Well, that's, that's a subjective evaluation. But do I think it was worth five years of an effort? Probably not. Um, I do know a lot about Achilles. It took
0: five years to study for the SAT?
1: Well, no, I took five years of Latin, which I was informed oh. that would be beneficial um, in improving my SAT performance. You know, root words, comprehension, that type of thing.
0: I think I don't remember the SATs, but I I just remember all you had to do was find the pattern. You had to find mm-hmm. the pattern in the questions, and
1: you were fine. Have you ever taken the LSAT, the law school admissions exam? I never wanted to be a lawyer. One third of it is just logic games, and it is the most mind-boggling thing you will ever encounter in your life. And uh, another reason why I'm not an attorney today. Alex, coming out of college, I worked for uh, Hunt and Williams, which is now I think Hunt and Andrews Kurth. Um, and that was going to be my path. I was in school at Loyola, Los Angeles law school. Um, they had already sent me some pre study items and I was one week out and had yet to secure an apartment or really commit to the city of Los Angeles and had to go ahead and and bail. And now here I am today talking to you on the tech by design podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Wow.
0: So to answer your question, what's the best language to learn to, to become a developer English. So I think most, if not all languages that are well used or, or written are written in English. I think there's some in Japanese and some in Chinese and some in other languages, but the large majority of them are English written.
1: Would you recommend even doubling down that, uh, English literature and other forms of the study of the language would be beneficial in software development? In general, I'm a big believer in reading. So, so yes,
0: I think it makes people smarter in general. So, by the way, I wanted to start speaking of smarter now that you kind of prompted this question. I've been laughing at this since last night, and I don't know if this is appropriate, but I'm still going to read it. Um, Wonderful. When you are dead. I'll see myself out now. <laughs> when you are dead, you do not know you are dead. It's only painful and difficult for others.
1: The same applies when you are stupid. So we are, I want to comment on this. Um, <laughs> the first part, not the second part. Um, you know, is it's interesting that you are the person that experiences your death the least when you think about it. Yes. Um, you know, happens to you probably in an instant or maybe over time if, if it's natural causes, but still at the end of the day, the actual death is something you experience really at all questionably, but everyone else experiences it a lot. So. Yeah. It's the most uh, traumatic experience of your life, yet you experience it the least. So
0: when uh, when we got married, my my wife's best friend, she like hugs. He, she comes over to us and she hugs both of us, and she like makes us look at our, our wedding ceremony. And she's like, "Take a look around." She's like, "The next time you experience this many people around you that love you is when you're about to die."
1: And We're like, "Oh, thank you so wow. much." Wow. Um, on a similar vein. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: I used to be in the mind that I wanted to amass as many attendees at my funeral as possible. And I used to tell people that all the time, like different ceremonial things. I was like, please just come to my funeral. That's what I'm asking from you. But now the older I get, the less I care. Huh, interesting. I, it's for my loved ones to grieve <laughs> the amazing skill set that they've lost with somebody who you know took five years of Latin that's no longer in their lives And that has an amazing podcast
2: voice. Interesting. I thought about having a quiz element so that it was only the people that that matter. So you had to know all of the trivia about me to like make it in. There'd be like a guard. Mm -hmm. And then if you pass the test, you got through. It could be my own essay. And what is the
1: succession plan for Tech by Design? Do we have vice co-hosts if one of us (laughs) dies or gets assassinated? Dead. (laughs) Lord, I guess Lauren just takes it Wow. We, we are going deep here. Wait, who who's kind the getting assassinated? Alex, tell me about Can. <laughs> yeah,
2: let's do a hard pivot.
0: I'm going to do a hard pivot to something else that I started researching yesterday. Uh, I think we talked about Can. Can was awesome. But yeah, I'll come back to Can. So my daughter's six. This is really important. So I want to do two, two kind of transitions, Nick. But um, the first one is... I want to invite people to come to Richmond to explore the tech scene, but before we go there, I want to talk about this really cool concept that I just found out about yesterday. So I was thinking about this and speaking with my wife and my daughter is now six. She's asking about money and we just don't use cash anymore. I have zero cash in this house at any given point in time. So I was like, how am I supposed to talk to and teach my daughter about the value of cash? It's fascinating because we just don't use it, right? We don't go to stores. We order everything on Amazon for the for the most part or whatever website that we want to buy stuff on. I mean, even when we try want to try stuff on, like my wife pulls out or I pull out um, Amazon, like try before you buy and like you could literally use AR to see if a pair of shoes looks cool. So I'm thinking about like, how do you teach a kid the value of, of money? enter this phenomenal program which i strongly recommend you use lauren um it's called go henry so we just signed up for it really really cool and i want to i want to ask you guys the the opinion oh there we go yeah so claire likes go henry as well so really cool so the whole concept of go henry is my daughter will now get a credit card this this credit card system it costs 5 bucks a month or something like that she gets a credit card there's a little there's two apps there's one app for the adults and one app for kids and that app for the kids essentially shows them like their weekly allowances. They get money for specific things. They could donate money to charities. They have little courses that basically show people the value of money. And it's so cool because until now for the last, I don't know, four to six months, every time we go shopping, my, my, my daughter's like, or when we buy stuff, right? She's like, pull out your credit card, just use your credit card. And I'm like, but there's money there. And, and that concept just doesn't land for her. And so she's like, "Let me go bring my piggy bank." And she's like, "Can you pay with this?" And I'm like, "Well, no, we have to take it to the bank and then use a credit card." So, like the the whole concept of just currency doesn't doesn't. So now I'm starting to think about yeah, crypto and, and e currency essentially, not not. So it's not just the
1: transaction transactional differences that are being disrupted. It's the education of managing money that needs to change.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's insane. My 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 wife played a game with her on Saturday where they brought out coins. I mean, my daughter's, I mean, coins for her are things that basically are in, in a toy machine. They have zero value to her. So it's not just that she's six, it's just we don't use them. I mean, when was the last time you guys pulled out coins to pay for something? Yeah. So GoHenry exactly Henry's an works.
1: actual credit card, huh? With an app. I, I thought it was fascinating. Oh, and it's got... So this is interesting. So it's actually got, um, it's uh, endorsed with either MasterCard or Visa, um, MasterCard. MasterCard. Um, So it's interesting. We actually just signed up for a debit card for our 14-year-old, but it is a youth debit card and does not have any credit connection, which causes problems. He's not able to use it online and make transactions, things like that. He's literally only able to, I think, only use it for cash back at at a grocery store or an ATM. And so no. it's actually just requiring him to then go back to the old form of money. When he now he's like, well, why don't I just carry my cash? So this is interesting, and yeah. I may look at this myself. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. I mean, it's just Alex. Can we go back? I there's two really. Yeah, interesting, no, I think oh, go, go, there's go, go. a whole conversation here to be had around the, the the education of electronic money. But you also mentioned something just uh, in a notation fashion about explore inviting people to explore the city of richmond in the tech scene here and i wonder if there's a bigger concept here that we haven't thought about in terms of uh, expanding our tech town presence and raising the profile of richmond but a lot of it is can we get people here to showcase the city better and to showcase our ecosystem better and it's kind of the the push pull we do a lot of push and, and try to promote richmond but how do we pull people in and I wonder if there's a program or a concept there that could be interesting beyond something like a South by Southwest, that's just a behemoth of a project.
0: I I mean, I think there's two things, right? I, the first thing, and and this is for for those people that are listening, this is an open invitation for new companies that are starting here in Richmond to reach out to myself, you or Lauren and... I want to talk about those companies. There's so many cool things that are talk- that are happening here in Richmond. Lauren, I'll cue you here, but let's talk about the collaboration between us and Altria and, and some of the crypto collaboration. Let's talk about those companies. There's just so many cool things that are happening here. And it's it's... You come, you stay at the VMFA or close to the VMFA somewhere downtown, right? Van, museum district. You grab a beer and you meet three or four people. It doesn't get better than that. And and the the cool thing about coming to Richmond is at Shaka, we have an office in Miami. We have a presence in Miami and a presence in Dallas. And when I go to Miami, I could do two things at most because it takes an hour and a half to get anywhere. As soon as I jump in the car, it takes me an hour and a half to get somewhere. And then that person that I'm meeting with is always late because of traffic. And so at most you have the opportunity to do two things and so what they do is they do these massive events with ten thousand people and you just don't connect right you come to richmond you have so much um potential right like the city isn't absurdly expensive people could actually come here and make a life they could invest their time into actually building a company that matters um i've said this several times on this show but the culture of richmond right now two years ago i didn't like it because we invested in 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 ways in, in companies that were already making money but because of the macroeconomic situation, that's what VCs are looking for. It's companies that are used to making money rather than taking money and creating a concept. And, and so there's a different thought process to, to that investment, investment pattern. So you come to Richmond, you don't worry about the traffic. You could have four, five, six meetings. You could meet with people, have a great beer, and you leave yeah. educated. Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting. We, Coming back to, to, to we the, the quote. We talk about bringing people here in mass, but maybe that's not the best way to experience Richmond. It's a more it's a curated uh, experience. It's it's a tech studio. It's a tech camp. Tech camp sounds juvenile, so uh, avoid that brand. But um, it, it's a retreat. It's bringing people to town, and it's maybe curating 15 to 25 people that come here, and we specifically put on the three-day roadshow where they get a little bit of everything, and you see it in a more curated fashion versus just come to town, figure it out. You'll probably end up somewhere on the east-west Broad Street line that you do isn't the best way to showcase the city. And you, you leave thinking, gosh, that's all there is to Richmond. Don't like it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's I think that's where the money is. So let's go back to our food truck because it's 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 eventually gonna it's gonna click, Nick. It's going to click and you're gonna be like, let's do this experience truck. Mm-hmm. Um but we go to South by Southwest and we showcase all like I mean we've talked about Babylon we've talked about I mean we've talked about so many different companies on this podcast we essentially go to South by Southwest we bring people in we invite them by basically showcasing our opportunities and then bring them in one by one we talk about finance right I just talked about Go Henry Capital One could do that in 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 a heartbeat right and do something incredible with the thing with is
1: that. you keep couching it as a food truck and I think that's what trips me up and that's not what it is because I like an experience eating. Like you're people. eating richmond yeah you are you're you're sampling you're noshing on the various tech uh amuse bushes <laughs> available here in richmond
0: i okay lauren i'm going to give it back to you because like i'm i'm taking up the the talking space here and obviously you're, you're trying to moderate something that's not being moderated. no
2: i will say this actually tees up perfect it's not not what i had on the agenda but i saw it this morning and it feels like it fits with this conversation Axios Richmond had a breakdown of business licenses across the country and in the state. And they had it that Richmond actually has the second highest rate of new business license applications in 2022. Petersburg beat us, but Richmond is second. And I feel like this kind of ties in to this conversation of the scene in Richmond and sort of the up and coming new innovators. I kind of want to get thoughts from both of you on how that number sounds.
0: Ooh, I, have, I have some thoughts yeah. on that. But Nick, sure. Um,
1: you know, I actually saw another graphic recently about a crime in Richmond, and that is the thing that always gets put at the top of anecdotal comments. You know, people, all people know about Richmond is the crime rate. And actually, we have sunk down drastically in the last 10 years. There's a new infographic about it. But what's not communicated is this business rise that we've also had in terms of new businesses coming to town and being started here, and the the culture of creativity, the culture of innovation that we have here, um, and the fact that the ecosystem is big enough, but not too big, so that real relationships can be developed, real partnerships, and real collaborations. And I think we're in this sweet spot that we don't even know here in Richmond um, that is fostering and potentially planting a, a lot of great new businesses or expanding upon existing businesses.
0: Yeah, and, and I think coupled with our cost of living, so, so it makes a lot of sense, right? So I think Richmond, I just did some some research as well on the AxioStat, Lauren. Top businesses here in Richmond are healthcare, professional services, and, and then retail support. So technology is not up there, but it makes a lot of sense when you talk about like business licenses being applied for. I suspect a lot of that is professional services. So I also know that Richmond has one of the highest population growth percentage-wise in the nation for people that were at for, for cities that were actually growing. So I think that's really interesting. And you cannot ignore the fact that our cost of living is cheaper than than the national average. So you're not. I mean, you have this incredible cost of, of living. You're very close to some I mean you're what two hours away from DC. You're a flight away from most of the big cities on the east coast. So it's just it's it's easy to live. The education system's amazing in most parts of Richmond. I, I know there's issues with, with some of the Richmond schooling, but it's getting better. Yeah. So I, I would say so coming back to technology and, and kind of your your tech hub or tech town, I think the the other cool thing and Nick, bringing people to Richmond. This is this is one of the things, and let's do a reset today, right? And, and I think this is, this is the whole point of this. Let's invite people to visit this tech town. We're not a tech city. We're not this mega metropolis. We're a small, cool tech town that's doing cool things. And when you come to this place, you get to experience the scene. You get to experience what's actually happening. You get to talk to some of the founders versus going to these massive networking sessions. And I mean, if you go to Miami and you just type in networking, most of the people are busy working anyway. It's not as if people are going to these events because it takes them an hour out of their day. And so here you actually get in, you actually get to experience like hands-on experience, which I think sets us apart because of the town-like aspect. It's smaller.
1: Yeah. And even if you just, if you just look over our shoulders at some of the areas around us, it it highlights how different and how poised we are for, for success here. When you look at Hampton Roads, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of different things happening, but geographically it's spread out differently and it's tunnel in the middle of it. You got Williamsburg and Newport News on one side, you got Norfolk and Virginia Beach on the other. um, And it's just not as consolidated and doesn't have the community element. You look farther west, you look at Charlottesville and Roanoke and Blacksburg, um, also great hubs of innovation, but just not the critical mass of people and companies that you need to really build a robust ecosystem. So we're in this kind of sweet spot right now that um, I think is we need to double down on.
0: So so Nick, two more I know you have two more minutes here and, and this is kind of like a, a reset type, let's let's plan for the next three months, but I'm sharing this podcast with friends. We're growing our presence, inviting people to come visit Richmond. Why do you listen to this podcast? Your 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 one sentence. Um
1: what what's happening? I'm coming to you what's in a happening? Second. I mean, I want to know what's happening here in town and what's happening in the tech space. And I think the tech by design zoop, tech town podcast uh, does that. Sweet tech town podcast. Is that an official launch? This is it. This is the Ooh. sunset. Next time I see it, it'll be sunrise.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lauren, what
0: about you? We have, we have what a minute and a half and, and I took the moderator spot away from you. So I'll give it back to you next week.
2: No, you're fine. No, I listen for the humor and for the immersive food truck, obviously. No, and I love I love the highlights for the companies. I think like the the little guys don't always get the deep dives and the attention. And I think that's what sets Richmond apart is our, our creative and innovative startups and, and the new guys shaking up the space. So I like that we can talk about them.
0: Yeah, I'll kind of sum it up. I want to invite people to learn about and meet the startup scene and the startup talent that, that is basically taking place here. And understand how those companies are collaborating with the larger more established businesses here in richmond so come on come learn about new startups and learn about how those startups are collaborating
1: with larger companies welcome to tech town
2: (laughs) so on that note i think then we'll we'll wrap and then next time dive into the next startup and and go from there
1: let's do it let's pick something good i love it